Welcome to Sharing the Middle, where recovering perfectionist overachievers and anyone in the middle of a struggle come together to learn to embrace the messy middles of life. I'm Lacey, your friend in the middle and guide, whose claim to fame this week is taking herself out to vote. So that was pretty cool. This week, I am joined by Dee Hawk. She and I have a, a really great conversation about a lot of the supposed to in life that I personally really relate to. And also is really salient because I saw the Barbie movie last week. I hope you enjoy our conversation. Let's jump right in. Well, welcome, Dee. Thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited. <laughs> I'm excited. I was on your podcast a few weeks ago, and now you're here today with me in the middle. So why don't you take a moment and introduce yourself? Sure. Hi, everybody. My name is Dee. I am the founder of Fire Within Coaching. And what we do is we are an empowerment company. So we want to empower people to really live their passion. So we help people with change management. And we also help people with personal safety because that's a huge thing. People have to feel safe in order to trust. And we also teach organizations to be psychologically safe and to prevent workplace trauma. And that's huge because I think <laughs> finally workplaces are getting in, starting to realize, oh, we have to actually care about our people and maybe they'll right? stay. Imagine <laughs> that. Crazy. Oh my gosh. So I know you've heard me talk a lot about the middle since I've done your podcast, but I would love to hear what the middle looks like for you or means to you or what the first time you saw it, like what it was for you. It's funny because I remember you saying, once you see it, you can't unsee it. And that is so true. And I, I found myself referencing that a lot. Like there's the beginning, there's the end, but there's a whole lot of middle. So I feel like right now I'm in my middle because I am I'm 42. So I'm starting like that new decade and I'm starting a new career and I'm living my passion. So that is, that's the middle. I'm trying to just be in the present and just enjoy it and enjoy this time instead of rushing to see what's next, what's next, what's next. And then I have my kids. I feel like they're in the middle as well because my daughter, she's 16. So she's, she's at that sort of weird stage where she's not an adult. But she thinks she very she much is. She's an adult. Like, <laughs> she thinks she's an adult. But yeah. So it, it's really just for me, it's just appreciating where you're at in the present and not worrying about what happened before and not worry about what's going to happen later. Yeah. Would you say that you have a good relationship with the middle? Right now, yes. I would say that. I would say before, because I started my company because I was burnt out. So when during the 13 year period where I was you know, burnt out, that was not a middle. That was the bad middle. Right. But I was still trying, like I had a goal. I was going to get my master's degree. I was going to get my coaching certificate. I was going to get a new job. So I was in the middle, but and I appreciate it because I've learned quite a bit in that middle, but I am happy that I have a good relationship with my current middle. Good. And you're a fellow learning and development, but we'll say a recovery, <laughs> recovery for a little bit, right? <laughs> yeah. Yes. I worked in learning development. I've done a lot of different learning and development type jobs. I've done a lot of education for outside in the community, non-medical case management. And then of course, learning and development, because I certainly did just learn things that I didn't really necessarily know before. I knew 
I knew how to do it. Like I knew how to set to put out an education, but I didn't realize that there was like a lot of tips, you know, that you can use like tip little tricks that you yeah. can use that make it so much easier. So I definitely would say that I fell in love with that, that training, specifically soft skills training, because that yeah. was one that I did is I created soft skills training for our team leads. And I love that. I love talking about stuff like that. It's my favorite thing. (laughs) I, yeah, soft skills. First of all, I hate the actual term soft skills because it's like, it's what you need to survive in your career, flourish Mm in life. Like I just, soft skills are important. The term soft skills is always just like sandpaper. I understand. And I love that because I felt that way too. And I would just say like interpersonal skills, intrapersonal skills. And people are like, what are you talking about? Like soft skills. They're like, oh, I know what that is. But it's, it really, I don't like the term soft skills either because it really is for me, just personal skills. One of our coaching is we do personal skills coaching. So, and that's what we do. You pick what you want to work on, if it's time management, if it's self-development, competence, whatever it is, we we want to help. What middle moment would you like to talk through or came, came to mind for you? The one middle moment that I was thinking about was when I was when I graduated from my master's degree. And it was during that that period that I ended up burning myself out. And I burnt myself out because I was trying to do everything because I thought that's what you were supposed to do, right? Yeah. You were supposed to be a full-time mom. You were supposed to be a full-time wife. You're supposed to be a full-time worker. And you're supposed to do everything else that society expects women to do. And it really did burn me out just trying to do that all. What I did was I spiraled a little bit just because that's not where I wanted to be, but I learned so much from that time. I learned honestly who I don't want to be. I learned, I try to take a positive out of everything I do. That's one is I learned that there are positives in everything that you do. It might not seem that way at the time, but if you look, if you say, okay, right now I'm in the middle and I'm getting my master's degree and I'm still in the same old job and I'm still doing the old things, but I feel like I need to be somewhere else. That's the middle for me because it's, I'm still here, but I got to get here. And there's a sticky, like all up in my feelings middle. <laughs> totally relate to that middle. I am in one of those now where like we are probably going to be buying a new home in the next few months, but some other things need to happen first. And then it's like, well, what can I work on? And then, but my brain keeps wanting to skip to, to that point. And it's just so hard to be like, nope, that's, we're not there yet. Just because it's coming up doesn't mean that we're there yet. And it's just so hard to be like, no, I'm here. I, I feel like the middle is really important because that's where the juicy stuff happens. That's where you're living your life. My father uh, recently passed and he, you know, that was end of life. Because of his end of life, we talked a lot about the middle of his life. We talked Mm -hmm. about the things that he accomplished and the things that he struggled and overcome and so on and so forth. And that happened in the middle. Yes. He was born in Italy in 1942. Yes, they moved to this country to live the American dream. Yes, they were born, right? That doesn't really matter. What happens is what you do after. 
and how you choose to show up. I want to go back to this period of burnout. First of all, you said you were in burnout for 13 years. I know. I know. It's, and I it's just, awful. I it's one of those things that I totally, as soon as you said it, I was like, yeah, because you don't know no. that there's other way you know what I mean it's yeah. like you said it perfectly I thought that's what I was supposed to do mm -hmm. and I think that's one of the hardest things that I've been learning is that the supposed to's are often made up there are some supposed to's like I do need to be able to pay for my right. life yes right. but I yeah. don't there's not one way that I have to do that right legally like I'm, I'm one of <laughs> rather things or anything yeah but especially I think being a woman you're supposed to be right. a mom and your mom looking like a mom is supposed to look like this and a wife and your family is supposed to look like yeah. this. And there's just so much that goes along with that. Right. My first question, though, is what were you getting your master's in? I'm an education junkie. So. Yeah, so my master's yeah. in leadership and development, executive leadership and development. Wait, no, I said that wrong. It is my master's in executive leadership. Yeah, executive leadership. So is that like organizational management, psychology type background? Yeah, it combines psychology and business. Gotcha. That's what I thought. Did you know that I send out a weekly newsletter from the middle in that we highlight, obviously, the podcast episode of that week. I also send the blog post from the week, Anna Lacey Loves. You also get just a little note from me that is where my mind's at. I truly look at my newsletter that I send every week as me sending an email to my closest friends. So make sure to join the middle newsletter. You can do that at themiddle.com and get a little daily dose of the middle in your inbox every week. I keep track of so many different things, whether it's from the middle, no shame in the home game, all of the different business ventures that are part of those things. And I also keep track of a lot of things in our household from things that we need to repair and do and flows, all of that stuff. The thing that I use to do all of that is Notion. Notion is this amazing blank slate where you build your own app and database depending on what you need. They have some amazing templates to help you get started. But once you get in there and start using it, you see how things work and come together. It is magic and easy and beautiful. It's like a to-do list meets a database with workflows. And then you can even get AI right into Notion to help you come up with words when words are hard, because let's be honest, they are. We have a link for Notion to help you potentially if you go to themiddle.com. So that's T-H-E-M-D-D-L.com backslash Notion, N-O-T-I-O-N. You can get a link into Notion and potentially sign up for a plan. Now, they do have free plans and paid plans. If anything, go get a free plan because it is so cool and you'll fall in love like me and become a Notion advocate. I want to get into the nitty gritty of what did your life look at that point? So you're getting yeah. this master's degree, you're being a mom, you're working, you're trying to be a whole person. And then I want to get to the point that you realize that it's not doesn't have to be this way. So right. can you get into the details of uh, what it looked like? Yeah, of course. Well, I moved down to Virginia about 20 years ago. And when I moved down, I have I have a lot I have older sisters. Mm -hmm. And my older sisters, they're working in corporate, they're they're doing what 
society told them to do pretty much. And they were taking it all on. So I thought that's what I needed to do. I started to work towards, even though it didn't, it never felt right, ever felt right. But I started working towards getting in with with some sort of corporate place, working within an organization and trying to make change within an organization. And honestly, I knew from day one when I started my job that it wasn't for me. What was I supposed to do? This is what I was supposed to do. So I started with, I finished up my bachelor's degree and then I went ahead with my master's degree. And in between that, like, I had a baby and my kids are in sports and I have to go back and forth with sports and takes an effect, especially I remember like when I was going into class, that's time away from my family and I had a newborn as well, but that was time away from my family that I was using to try to get education so I can move up in or in an organization that I didn't really even want to be with. I just told myself I did. I just told myself this is what I'm supposed to do. And everybody and, feels this way. And this is just how it feels. Yeah. 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 It's not a great feeling when you look back and think, oh, my God, like I really went through all of this. I remember breaking out in hives. Like oh I'd go God. to work and I'd break out in hives. I'd have panic attacks. And I let this continue for years. I let it continue. And I also let it really eat me alive. I started as one person, not my best self. I feel like I'm my best self today, but I started as one person and then I continually internalized things that I can't control. And I took that on. I took blame on that necessarily wasn't even my fault. I took on everything. And we do that as women. We take on everything. We think that we have to fix everybody's problem. We have to be the mom who shows up with the homemade cookies. And by the way, I do store-bought because I don't have time to make cookies. But I was it ate me up for a while. I was like, all the other moms are doing this. And I did a lot of comparison. And when you compare yourself to people, you're already setting yourself up for failure. I'll never forget at one of my wedding showers, Mm -hmm. there were like recipe cards. You were supposed to bring a recipe. And Mm -hmm. one of my cousins wrote down, go to Kroger, get cookies, because sometimes that's what your sanity needs. And I was like, it's just nice to hear somebody say that of like, yeah, that's totally fine. That's what I need to do. And so to have that permission was so great. (laughs) Yeah. Yes. And it, it really is. And I feel like as women, we somehow get in a trap where we tear each other down rather than support each other and say, you know what? I'm giving you permission to be this way. Like I'm giving you permission to be a hot mess. There was this one thing on Facebook. I remember and she had a kid on her, her hip and she had her hair was a hot mess and she had stuff on her t-shirt. And I was like, that's me. And, and it even said it, it was like that it's okay to be a hot mess. Like I'm that mom. And I am that mom. And it I beat myself up a while for it because I always thought I had to be the best. And I thought I had to do things that other moms did because you have like moms who are very high up in, in organizations. And that's wonderful for them. And I think that's amazing if a woman can do that, be successful all the way around. But 
right now I'm at the point where that's wonderful for you. It's not me. I'll never forget a leader somewhere I was. It's like, yeah, I make it work, but I go home and I put my phone away and we eat dinner and that kind of stuff. And then my kid goes to bed and then I get back on my phone and that's how I manage it. And I just remember thinking, I don't want that. I don't want to be answering emails at 9 p.m. And I'm glad that works for you. Cool. I am so glad that it works for you. I'm glad that you found a way to make that happen. But that's not what I want. That was a big thing for me to try to figure out how to reconcile. Like, yeah, absolutely. If that's what I'm supposed to do and I don't want that. No. And and we really, like, when I think about, I have no regrets at all. Let me just say that. But when I think about, and I think you told me this, you shit all over yourself. I shit all over myself. You did say that. Yeah. So I feel like when I do look back, I'm like, I maybe should have done this or I could have done this. And, and that's great for me to help other people with, but I'm not going to keep that because if I keep that, then why am I keeping something that I can't change and I can't control? I love that. That phrase of, I can't keep that. This idea of, I'm just going to let that one go. I can't keep that. I, I can't keep it. I know it's such a small distinction, but when people tell you to let something go, it's like, whatever. But to yeah. say, no, it's not that I have to let it go. It's right. that I cannot keep it. That yes. distinction is blowing my mind right now. It's not that I have to let it go. It's that I don't want to keep it. it. Yeah, I don't have to own it. That's I don't have to own that. And I think that was one of the hardest things for me is realizing that I don't need to do that. I don't need to do anything. And one of the things was I read, oh, I don't have it behind me. But I read Jen Sincero. Are you familiar with her? Yes. Yeah. Her book. So the Furiously Happily. Right? Yeah, yeah. I love her. And there was one thing that I feel like was just like a ding, ding, ding. She was talking about how someone asked her, hey, are you coming to this party? And she said, no. And they were like, well, why aren't you coming? And giving her crap about it. And she was like, just no. Like, I don't have, I don't have to give you a reason. It's just No. And for me, like that is taking control. And I always thought that I had to justify everything. I had to say, well, I'm doing this because of this. I'm doing, no, I don't have to do that. If I don't want to do something, I'm not going to do it. Cause I know that if I do it, it's only going to be half ass anyways. Cause I don't want to do it in the first place. That's funny. I uh, have a joke that I made on Twitter somewhere where I said, I want to justify my logic so hard to you that you yeah. can never question my yes. decision-making. And so to yeah. hear you say, no, it's the, the at a sentence and mm-hmm. I don't need to justify. I'm like, oh, that's what I'm doing with my logic. Mm-hmm. I am justifying so that we're all, we can all know that yeah. I am the best. Right. <laughs> that right. I'm universally okay. Yeah. And I don't need to keep that. Who cares? Yeah. What I realized is when you aim for perfection, you're already setting yourself up for failure because there is no perfection and someone you're not always going to be the best. And that took me a long time to realize I don't have to be the best. (laughs) Yeah. I don't have to be the best, right? Let me help someone else be the best. I don't have to be the best. And I really learned about delegating too. My husband and I very much, for example, he, I don't do dishes. I don't like dishes. Don't ask me why I will clean the toilet, but I do not like dishes. Again, don't, I don't, I understand. But he is opposite. 
it's okay. I don't have to do the dishes. So when I hear mom saying, oh, I'm doing the dishes, I'm like, you know what? If you don't want to do it, then ask your partner to do it. Or it's okay to say, I don't want to do it. I'd rather do this. And you don't have to justify it because there doesn't have to be a reason. It's just, no. I love that. I love that. So what was the moment that made you change? That made that transition from years of burnout to being okay in the middle where you are? Yeah. So it happened last year and I was doing, there was like a, I forgot what it was. It was like a upgrade thing and I was working on doing it. And I looked at like the numbers and I was just like, I don't want to do this. I don't want to do this. And and then they do it twice a year. And I'm like, I I don't want to do this again. I don't want to have to just hurry up, do it, and then hurry up, do it. That's just not appealing to me. And some people are great at it. That's just not me. So I was just looking and I was like, I don't want to, I don't want to be here. And then I started having panic attacks, which my panic attacks I was having before and I broke out on hives and everything like that. So when I got to that point where I'm like, I'm having panic attacks again, I can't keep doing this. And my husband even said, he's like, something's got to give. Like you are not happy at, happy everywhere else, but not happy at work. And he's actually the one that said to me, you spend half your time there. Like you have to get along with your coworkers. You have to enjoy your work because you're there half the time. And I had, was also going through my coaching certificate at that time. So come August, I was ready to just be out in the world and be a coach and just my little social justice heart, just be out there and make a difference. And I was still not happy because I was still in the same job. And I had convinced myself, I have to have a job in order to leave this job, which is not true. I'm not saying don't quit your job without a job because definitely don't do that. But for me, it was financially possible. Yes, we don't go out to eat anymore, so like, but it was financially possible for me. So I think when I got, I just got to that point where I was like, I'm done. I can't do this. And I had a meeting with uh, one of my senior directors. And when we were in this meeting, I was in my head, I'm like, I don't want to be here. I don't. Going to be having this conversation. I don't want to do this work. I don't want to be here. And again, she even said, she's like, why are you still here? And I'm like, I need another job. So then I went home because that was on a Friday. I went home and I'm like, do I really need another job? Let's really look at it. Yeah. Let's really look at the numbers. Let's really look at everything and see, do I, is that really what I need in order to leave? And it turned out that it wasn't. And I even, I was like, if it comes out where we do want to go out to dinner or something like that, I can get a part-time job. It's not a huge deal. It's just that if I identify, I don't want to be somewhere and somewhere is not psychologically safe for me and I can't be my best self. There's no reason for me to be there. It's not serving me. Don't keep it. It's not serving you. I love that. We are close to the end of our time together. So do you have a piece of advice that either you would give yourself or that you have lived by that you found very helpful? I would say, and I recently just posted this on my new GitLit group, which is unalignable. So honestly, don't waste time on things you can't control. 
you are giving away your power when you do that. You're giving away your power when you own something that's not yours to own. So what can I control? You can control how grateful you are for where you are. You can control what influences you. You can control how you respond to things. Um, You can control what story you tell yourself. And that was a huge one too. Yes. Like what story are you telling yourself about this other person that may have annoyed you? And now they're all, everything that they say, you already are annoyed before they even speak because they annoyed you once. You can control that. That's not on them. That is your problem to fix. Like they have problems to fix. Yes, but you cannot fix them. You can only fix yourself. Your destiny, your future, all of it is in your hands, not anyone else's. So when you are somewhere where you're giving your power away, run the other way. Because I promise, then it's going to be 13 years and you'll be like, what did I do with my life? It's got to take a lot to recover from that level of burnout, though. Yeah, it, it did. So I opened my business in August and I took August to December and I just did whatever I needed to do to be whole. I relaxed. I spent time with my family. I connected with friends that I hadn't talked to in forever. I really, I needed that time frame. So if you are someone who is feeling burnt out, you need to give yourself space to heal. Because if you just keep saying, oh no, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to cry. I'm not going to show my emotions. I'm not going to, they'll come out. I promise you, your emotions will come out. And they won't come out the way you want them to. Get a a week vacation is a band-aid over a bullet hole. It, it really is. Yes. And I love that you said that because it really is. Taking mental health days. If you're not doing it consistently, yeah. you're just putting a band-aid on it. Absolutely. Thank you so much for chatting with me and joining me today. Uh, Where can people find you and yeah. potentially work with you? Yeah. So I am on LinkedIn. And I'm on LinkedIn as DeHoke. Actually, I'm on everywhere as DeHoke. Actually, now that I think about it. So it's LinkedIn, Facebook, and Polywork, and Alignable. I will say that Alignable, if you are in the United States and you're a small business owner, definitely try out Alignable. Thank you for joining me today. Thank you for having me. Thanks for sharing the middle with me. As always, I hope you've been able to see a little bit of yourself and the story we shared today. Don't forget to follow, share, rate, review, and follow me on social media at Lacey Shares. You can always check out the Joyful Support Movement at joyfulsupportmovement.com and see all of the amazing goodness we have there, like No Shame in the Home Game, Pops of Joy, courses, resources, and of course, the Joyful Support Village. All right, now go out there and spread some joy.